Welcome to the Farm Safe Podcast, brought to you by the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health. In the blink of an eye, an injury can change your life and your farm forever. During each episode, workers in agriculture and public health share firsthand stories and real-life tips for making safer and healthier decisions while on the farm. Today, we continue our conversation with Dr. Chuck Jennison on ATV safety. Dr. Jennison grew up on a dairy farm in Minnesota and has been around ATVs for most of his life. As a pediatrician and emergency medicine physician at the University of Iowa hospitals and clinics, he treats people in the emergency room, some of who have been injured on ATVs. He's also involved in injury prevention projects like the ATV Task Force and STARS program, which stands for safety tips for ATV riders. The focus today is ATV use on the farm. Dr. Jennison talks about some of the common injuries from ATV farm incidents and what activities might increase the risk of injury. First, we hear about two ATV incidents on the farm that were shared with us. I was almost paralyzed from rolling downhill after checking on our cattle. My husband rolled his quad and was in the ICU for a week. If it wasn't for the hairline fracture letting pressure off his brain, he wouldn't be here. This topic is a big deal. In the United States, there's a lot of injuries that occur on farms. In fact, the National Farm Medicine Center uh, did a study on data from the aginjurynews.org site that they keep. Basically, they're collecting all kinds of reports in the media of ag injury uh, injuries that occur on farms. And they found that ATVs and side-by-sides were the most common source of injury and death in agriculture across youth, you know, for those kids 17 years and, and younger, and was the second most common source of injury and death in agriculture for all ages. So these are a common problem on the farm and, and certainly have become a, a greater percentage of the injuries and deaths that we have seen over the past you know, 30, 40 years. Related to ATVs, I did a study looking at the deaths that we had uh, here in Iowa, and uh, a lot of them have to do with carrying loads. That, of course, increases the center of gravity and the height of the center of gravity and makes a tip over more likely. One of the problems that we were really surprised about is that a lot of them occurred during spraying. Having a sprayer or a tank on the ATV particularly increases the center of gravity. Even if you have a baffle, that liquid as it shifts, like on a, on a slope, is going to shift the, the weight center of gravity again to the downside of that slope. And a rollover is much more likely to happen. And because a lot of times people are spraying by themselves, um, maybe in areas even that are kind of far out of view, if that rolls over the person, there may not be anybody that'll see that. And now it's on top of them and they'll die of this traumatic asphyxiation. That was a big proportion of the deaths. And so certainly people should be aware of this risk and consider the terrain that they're spraying on so that they don't become a victim of this kind of situation. Also, the weight that one can put on an ATV is often a lot smaller than you might think. Uh, on most farms and ranches, you'll have a, a utility ATV that has racks on the front and back. And the amount of weight that you can put on those is often a lot less than you think. In fact, 
for like a 250cc, 400cc Polaris Trail Blazer, you can only have about 30 pounds or the maximum that they they say you should have on is 30 pounds on the front rack and 60 pounds on the rear rack. I mean, that's not a lot of weight. And so for a bigger ATV like the Polaris Sportsman 800cc, they actually say you can have a maximum weight of like 1,200 pounds on the ATV, which is a lot of weight, but the maximum for the front rack is 100 pounds and the maximum for the rear rack is 200 pounds. So that's 300 pounds. That allows for a 900 pound person to be on the ATV. So a lot of times that we might kind of have too much weight on the racks and that puts uh, at risk. And again, if that rolls over and on top of you, nobody's around and you may die from traumatic asphyxiation. Or a lot of the injuries can occur from significant internal organ injury from this massive vehicle. And somebody can't get you somewhere to get trauma care. Um, you may not survive those injuries. I also look at the injuries that we've had that were occupational related here at the University of Iowa. And one of the striking things I found was that a good percentage of them were people were herding cattle. And I thought that's interesting, but it makes a lot of sense. You know, if you're doing activities where you're distracted from the train, paying attention to other things. So you're paying attention to the cattle to where they are. You may not be checking the train as well as you should. And maybe there's a little washout or something happens. All of a sudden you're rolling the vehicle or going into a ditch or something that you didn't quite realize where you're at. And so that kind of makes sense uh, when you think about it. And certainly uh, those are activities when people are doing something, they should be thinking about having a helmet on. We talked about traumatic asphyxiation as a big cause, but really the major cause of deaths on ATVs is a head injury. And having a helmet on can really prevent or at least decrease the likelihood of those injuries. We have a number of studies that shows that decreasing likelihood of a head injury by 80%. And so they really are an effective way to do that. Now, when people are doing farm work, and we know that they don't like wearing helmets a lot of times. And maybe with some activities, maybe that's okay. I mean, maybe they can get by without a, a serious head injury. But if you're, you know, doing things where there's increased risk, like herding cattle, you know, that's, you know, that we know that's a risk, or you actually uh, decide you have to travel on the road with an ATV, wearing a helmet can maybe decrease the likelihood that you would die in a crash or in a rollover. So certain activities you want to be even safer than, you know, and, and uh, wearing a helmet is a critical aspect of doing that. I asked about the things we should consider when selecting a helmet for use on an ATV, and here's what he had to say. Because of speeds they can go, normally it's recommended to have a motorcycle-like helmet on when you're on an ATV. But when you're doing work uh, around the home, like especially herding cattle, maybe that's more than you would really need. Because a lot of times when you're doing occupational work, you're traveling 30 miles per hour or less, probably a lot less and most most of the time. So perhaps you can get by with a a helmet that doesn't have to absorb quite the speeds of a, you know, highway or, you know, 55, 60 miles an hour. There are other helmets that are available. One of them is a quad safe uh, helmet. It's available from uh, Australia. These uh, helmets are designed to uh, take the speed that you would normally be doing work uh, at there don't have the kind of some of the disadvantages of of a motorcycle helmet you can the ear you can hear 
It's lightweight, doesn't have foam that can absorb rain, can be set out in you know all kinds of inclement weather and still not to get destroyed. It's something that people really should be thinking about if they don't feel like they want to wear a motorcycle helmet. Think about getting one of some, some other type of helmet that might be still do the same job that could absorb the forces you might have with while doing work. I asked Dr. Jennison about the type of injuries he sees and if he has recommendations for wearing any kind of protective gear besides helmets. Probably the most common injuries that people get on ATVs is skin abrasions and injury lacerations from falling and so forth. Being able to protect yourself if you do have a rollover that maybe is not quite as severe is to make certain to have a you know, long sleeve shirt and long pants, boots. Those kind of things that protect other parts of your body are really important. Obviously, the helmet and, and protecting your brain is, is the key thing. But, you know, I don't like getting a big abrasion on my elbow or something. So you can uh, protect yourself by wearing other protective gear. And certainly if people are doing more high-speed type things, there's chest protectors and other types of gear that's often uh, recommended when you're doing those type of activities. But while you're doing farm work, you don't necessarily have to have that kind of gear. Dr. Jennison went on to highlight issues about ATV safety, like insurance and liability issues, and training for employees that may be especially relevant to farm owners and operators. I think as farmers and ranchers, People should really think about how they're allowing ATVs and and side-by-sides to be used on their farm. One other thing is to make certain to look at your insurance and liability issues about when you're covered. Sometimes once you leave your property and you're on your road, you may not be covered. And so it's really important to find out from your insurance company whether you really are covered for the things that you might be using an off-road vehicle for, especially when you go off onto a roadway. So this is really important because literally you could potentially lose your farm in such a situation, you know, if, if you're not adequately covered. Also, for employees you have on your farm, just having them jump on an ATV and do work if they haven't been trained or if you are not enforcing them to use that vehicle safely, in other words, with a helmet, not with passengers on an ATV, if you're not following some of those safety rules, uh, that could put you really vulnerable if something happens to them. And certainly you want to train them how to operate these vehicles and making certain they can do so safely. Since kids aren't supposed to be on an adult-sized vehicle, if you're, you know, having an employee who is actually kind of younger and, you know, you're telling them to be on a vehicle and something happens, that, I think, puts you very vulnerable to not only something bad to somebody you might care about, but also just economically, it could be devastating. I think it's really important that we want, as farmers, to have safe practices and we want to do things safely. But with related to ATVs, we we sometimes fall way short of what is really considered safe. Like we said earlier, this is one of the major causes of injuries and deaths right now on farms. We need to step up as farmers and uh, saying, you know, we are going to operate more safely here with these vehicles. We're going to change the culture that we've had related to working with them. That starts with ourselves and how we operate them and showing a good example uh, for our employees and for our children. 
If you're interested in learning more about ATV safety, check out the resources Dr. Jennison has provided, which can be found in the episode resources section on our website. These include an agricultural ATV use fact sheet and links to ATV safety sites. In our next episode in the series, we talk about ATV safety features with Jenna Gibbs and Carolyn Sheridan from the Ag Health and Safety Alliance. Join us on the Farm Safe podcast to learn more about keeping you and your family safe on the farm. We want to hear from you. Share your stories about health and safety issues on the farm, about injuries that made you change the way you work, or about the ways you keep yourself and others safe on your farm. Also, let us know if there are any topics that you want to hear about on the air. You can visit our website at gpcah.org or email us. Original music for the FarmSafe podcast was written and performed by Ben Schmidt. This work was funded by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention as part of the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health's Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health.